Well, good morning and afternoon for some of you. Today's Wednesday and it's Hump Day Happens, where we get to look back at the beginning of our week, Monday and Tuesday, and make some shifts to see what we did, give ourselves some um, kindness for what we didn't do, and we get to move on to the rest of the week and what are we going to get done. So today I am super excited because I have an awesome guest for you. Tammy Jaffe is with us all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina. And she is going to tell us a little bit about why nothing changes until you decide for it to. So hi, Tammy. How are you today? Hi, Marsha. I am doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. So good to be here with you. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. And and there's so much information that you have to share with us today. So I got my notes, my notepad out, my pen. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, um, what you do and why you do it? Sure. So I am a career transition and business success coach, helping those who want to get inspired to resign to do something new. So those wanting to go from employee to entrepreneur after spending 20 years in corporate and working my way up to be the head of technology for the third largest real estate company in the world, I realized there was more to life than corporate world. <laughs> and wanted to do more, be more, and help more people. And started my transition to becoming a coach. And I've been working with people. I do coaching and energy work to help people make that transition successfully, help them get out of the rut that they're in on the day-to-day and figure out what their better business is, what they could be doing that they're passionate about, what what's going to light them up every day instead of dredging and going to work and on a Monday morning. They're excited to get up and get going and do the work that they love. Oh, I know that story so well. <laughs> I, it took me 30 years to finally decide to, to do it. Um, so what do you think that why people stay in those jobs? Why do you think they continue to do that? Yeah, well, I think there are several reasons and it can be a little bit different for everyone, but I think the one biggest one is security. And mm. we like to call it the corporate crack. It's the addiction to that security that's coming in, the paycheck that's coming every week or two, which we all need. We all need to have income coming in, right? So it's it's not a bad thing in a sense to have that income, but it keeps people in that place of, you know, being in a job they don't love or having a boss that they don't trust. And by being in that place, they they get stuck, they get in a rut and they don't know how to get out to get, you know, to start their own business or to make a transition to something else without having to start over. And so their their fear of having to go through a place of starting over and not having the security is a lot of what keeps them in place. Yeah. What got paycheck? No, it's that paycheck, right? Yeah. I mean a lot of it is a paycheck and then the fear that um what's on the other side and can I do it? And Mm -hmm. um the security and the comfort. So we're comfort seeking vessels, right? So we go and we do the things that make us what we think make us feel good. Yeah. And and people like the recognition. If they've been in their job, they're probably doing it well. They like to get that recognition for what they do. They like to be the expert in their business, you know, in their, their job and knowing what's going to come every day, even though they might not be excited Mm -hmm. about it, they still kind of like that comfort level. Yeah. So how do they 
how do you find your clients get out of that? Like what, what's like that aha or what is that, um, that AA, right? They, they finally realize I got to do something, right? Like I can't keep drinking the Kool-Aid. What do, what do you think is that, what, like that one thing that they can look for with, if, to make sure that they're checking in with themselves? Yeah, I like to call it the wake up call. <laughs> So, you know, I talk about it in my book, which you, you know, alluded to earlier, but you already made the decision. You're just not happy with it is my guide on how to make better decisions or live with the ones you made. And one of the things I talk about there is in there is the wake up call. And we all have those moments where it is a wake up call. And for some people, it's a pretty dramatic moment. For other people, it may just be finally the realization that they can't take it anymore or the boss did something that just pushes them over the edge or they didn't get the bonus they expected. And they're like, why am I putting up with all of this? You know, for me, my wake up call was um, actually I had, I had a year where, you know, I started off with getting a phone call from a friend of mine when I was driving home from work. And normally those calls started off with her bantering about what am I going to do with the rest of my life? What am I going to do when I grow up, even though she was in her mid thirties and, you know, we would always banter back and forth and joke about how she was still trying to figure out what she was going to do. And, you know, I was working my way up through corporate at the time. And we would always have these funny conversations. Well, this conversation happened to be a little bit different. And I could tell mm. by her voice that something was different. And she shared with me that she had breast cancer. Mm. And mm. I didn't know how to respond. It was, it was that moment of feeling like, you know, the rug's been pulled out from under you and not knowing what to do. Well, it was followed by a month later getting an email from an old colleague saying that my old boss had breast cancer. And then a few <gasps> weeks later, I got another call from someone else saying that another one of the my colleagues had gotten breast cancer. And this happened six times over the next year. Oh my gosh. And I got to a point that I was afraid to look at my email or afraid to answer my phone <laughs> because or it, go for a mammogram. Yeah, so it was it was um it was definitely a difficult time. And you know, thankfully they all fought it through that that year. They all went into remission. Oh, and I thought, you know, everything was gonna go back to normal and things were good. And a couple of years later three of them ended up getting cancer back and all three of them ended up passing away. And, oh, man. you know, to, to have three people that, you know, go through that all within that short time frame, and, and being there with one of my, my, my one friend that I was talking about earlier, I spent a week with her a week before she passed mm. with her and her family and helping her in there was four of us that all went to high school together and we had all decided we were each going to take a week and help her and her family. And her husband was a pilot and we wanted to be there for them. And so we just, it was, you know, leaving, being there with her and her kids, it was an experience I can't even explain, but you know, I, mm -hmm. I didn't want to leave, but at another point I just wanted to get home and hold my own kids and just never let them go. Yeah. And right. <laughs> it was all right. So that was my wake up call. And in my realization that, you know, this isn't what my forever is like, I meant to do something more to help more people. And I loved what I did in my job. I didn't love the politics. I didn't love mm -hmm. <laughs> some of the things And the further up I got in corporate, the harder that became. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, so let's, I got you, you mentioned two things there. So I want to kind of, um, kind of go down the road a little bit. So I know for me, I was 50 and I said, I can't do this for the rest of my life. I had one more career left in me. And I tried to, and I've found that I love managing people. And when I work with people, making sure they were doing the job that they were, they were meant to be, I didn't want people sitting in the seats that didn't belong there. It wasn't efficient and effective for me. So I had a lot of people give their resignation because I was coaching them. And I said, oh, I think I could do this for a lot of people. Um, um, and then that's when I made a decision to go into coaching. But it's not that way for everybody. Um, so what I wanted to ask you is, you talk about energy work. How does that tie into the things that you're doing? Because to me, when six people in the in the year's time, that's the universe telling me I got to do something. So, and then he said it's been it was a couple more years before you realized you had to do something. So, how does that how does that all intertwine together? Yeah. So, well, I do energy work. Actually, I decided to learn how to do energy work after all of this happened because I realized that I wanted to be able to make transitions faster. I wanted to be able to heal in different ways in my and heal my family in different ways through energy work. And it was by seeking out, I had a coach and I had an energy healer that I was working with who was also a naturopath because of some of physical things that were going on with me because of the job I was in and the stress okay. that I was under and the frustration that I was feeling from not feeling like I had much control over my career anymore. And it was, you know, at that point, which happened almost directly after my friend passed, um, I decided to go and learn how to do energy work. And I think the thing about the energy work and working with my clients on both the coaching side and the energy side is we have patterns in our lives. We have blocks in our lives that we can't see for ourselves. And, you know, you can work with a coach and, and get through some of them, but if you really want transformation and you want to see something move quickly, if you want to see it not just moved one time and then you've got to keep revisiting it and revisiting it and revisiting it, but truly open yourself up to new possibilities, truly open yourself mm -hmm. up to getting clarity in your life. Energy work is one of the things that I find has that impact so much faster than even just some of the coaching sessions that I do. And so I use it in a combination and, okay. you know, it's not every client I have <laughs> I had a lawyer who was a client and he would always just like roll his eyes at me when I talk about energy work. And he's like, I'm going to try it someday because it just sounds so crazy. <laughs> and so I don't do it with every client, but it's when it's needed, you know, mm -hmm. I've had clients who are completely financially stuck for months on end. And they're like, I can't get any financial momentum and we'll do energy work. And within, within a few weeks, they're making tens of thousands of dollars. And, you know, other clients who have, just been struggling with the decision and we've done energy work and they woke up the next morning knowing exactly what they needed to do. So mm -hmm. it can have different impacts depending on what we're working on as well. Wow. That's cool. And my kids love it. <laughs> they ask oh, for that's it. Cool. Yeah. They ask for it all the time. My daughter asked me last night to work on her head because she had a little headache. And so we worked on her head to get rid of her headache. How fun. That's cool. That's cool. when the kids, um, are excited about the work that you do. 
Yeah. Especially at that age. So you tell you when you speak, you sometimes start with the story of your um, your daughter and how she loves her little massages before she goes to bed. And you know that um, self care is like one of the cornerstones of of what I do. And I love that story because I believe in um, impacting children and, and impacting you know the leaders of the next generation. And when they learn things like energy and they learn things like massage, right? Mm -hmm. They're learning it way before we ever bumped into it, right? Yeah. So what how does that work in your house? And do you um teach your clients to kind of do what you do for their children? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question, Marsha. I don't think I've ever been asked that before. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've never actually, I, I teach my clients certain things that they can do on their own, certain things that they could definitely do with their kids. Um, but it's not something I do regularly, right? So I have, I have a video on YouTube that teaches you how to do some things when you're getting ready to get up and do a talk, because mm -hmm. that is one thing that a lot of people are fearful of. And, you know, I have one client that I worked with that she came to me and she's like, Every time I go give a talk, I break out into a sweat. And she's like, my entire body is drenched, my clothes, everything. She's like, I am so nervous. And I happened to be working with her right before she was going to give a talk to 5,000 doctors and nurses. And this, she was a social worker and she was going in to share her story about addiction and how doctors had mm -hmm. helped her. And this was, she had never, ever spoken to the size of an audience. Or, and I, you know, recorded the video actually for her because I wanted her to have some tools that she could do right before she went in to give her talk. And she came back and she's like, oh my goodness, Sammy, I've like totally changed. You know, I wasn't broken out into a sweat. I was calm. I was you know, able to get through it. And so it makes a huge difference in different ways that you use it. Yeah, that's cool. I don't think I've ever broken out in a sweat, but except for that one time in the Bahamas getting on that stage for one minute. And I was like, I never was a loss for words except for that day. Yeah. It was so funny, right? That I guess that's when you and I met. Uh -huh. um, and it was like, um, but I, I, I have to go out and check out that video before I talk. That's awesome. So let's see. What else? What else do you want to talk about? <laughs> it all sounds good today. <laughs> well, I can share my daughter's story since you mentioned oh, it right. for your I'm audience who that. hasn't yeah. heard it. <laughs> so as Marcia mentioned, my daughter asked for a massage every night and I was tucking her in and giving her her massage. And I said, you know, I think you're a pretty lucky girl because I don't think every little girl is gets a back massage and a foot massage before they go to bed every night. And she looked up at me and she said, mommy, that's because they don't ask. <laughs> and her little words of wisdom are a lesson for all of us, right? We, She is completely clear on what she wants and what she thinks she needs because she really does think she needs a massage every night. And she is courageous and, you know, has the courage and to step out and the confidence to ask for it. She's not afraid. And she is consistent and committed because I tell if I tell her no one night, the next night she is right back asking me again. <laughs> and so that's, that's what we awesome. need to be in our lives and in our businesses. Oh, yeah. And in our jobs, right? A lot of times we're not happy in our jobs because we never asked for what we wanted. Exactly. And we've allowed, right? We, we've just allowed our bosses. And it goes back to that security and that comfort 
and we don't want to, um, you know, buck the system, which reminds me a lot of, of what goes on in, in politics today, right? And I'm not going to get political, but just kind of saying we go we go along mm-hmm. with what the boss says because mm-hmm. we're afraid of what what speaking out and speaking our voice may do, and especially women. I mean, God knows, right? Yeah. We just be, you know, be good. Absolutely. Yeah, I was. <laughs> so I just have to share with you, I'm laughing. So my daughter, hi, Danielle. Say hi to Danielle and Sammy. Hi, Danielle. So, so Danielle asked, says that she's asked, massages, and she thinks that your daughter has an awesome mom. So I just had to oh. share that. So you have Thank an awesome you. mom too, Danielle. Just saying. Cause Absolutely. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Right. But we get to the end of the day and we're so tired and we forget that, um, you know, they need it too, that they need love and care and self-care. And um, now I can't stop looking at that comment because she cracks me up. Yeah. <laughs> Danielle's 30 years old. She needs to go look at somebody else to give her her massages. Mom, <laughs> mom's tired. Mom needs them now. Yeah. But that's a great story because then she asked and so we don't ask. Right. And then we go and we say, well, we're unhappy. We're all this. And then I'm a believer in the, you know, if I understood what I knew now when I was in my job, it's about taking responsibility that I could change Mm -hmm. or make change and not just accept what was happening um, or what, you know, or blame others. It was everybody else's. Oh, that's funny. She just said 29. She's 29. Thank you. Okay, fine. Make For a couple more months. I know. 29. Make, <laughs> yes, 29. Right? 29 always. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, so she makes me lose my train of thought. She knows that's not good. because. Yeah. But, but we don't ask. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that message. It's not necessarily about the massage, Danielle. It was about the ask. So. <laughs> She says she asked, but you know, our children learn so much from us, Mm -hmm. and then we have to be really good role models, even when we don't realize what they're learning or what they're seeing. And then we they get in, and then we start saying, Oh my god, that's exactly that. I did that, I did that. Of course, you see that in them because you did it. So, teaching your daughter to ask and teaching everybody in the audience, everybody who's listening to us today, right ask ask for what you want all they could do is say no and if somebody yeah. keeps saying no to you over and over then are you in the right place right very good point yeah i mean absolutely people need to ask for what you want first you got to understand what you want right i think that's where it starts is people don't understand mm-hmm. what they want and you had mentioned earlier you know i talk about nothing changes until you decide for it to and part of that is because people aren't clear on what they really want and you keep saying you want something or you want to change or you want to leave your job or you want to, you know, get into a better relationship, things like that, that you want to change, but you don't. And you find yourself just in that spinning mode where you keep going back, you keep doing the same things and you don't make any progress. And, you know, part of it's because you really decided you didn't want to change yet. You really decided you wanted to be where you are because every, you know, everything in your life, Everything that you have right now, the money you make, the health you're in, the relationships you have, you've decided that that's where you're going to be. And so you have to make a new decision. But first, you have to get clear on what that decision is. You know, you got to get clear on how you're going to make it happen. You know, what it really is. 
what's possible, like what are the steps that you need to take in order to get Mm -hmm. there, in order to make that change. And so it starts with that clarity, but then you've got to have the confidence to be able to actually go do it and the courage to step out and that commitment that is required for you to be able to really stick Mm -hmm. to it. But you can't be something you don't know and you don't understand what it is. Yeah, I like that point because we we may not like where we are, but doesn't mean we want to change where we are. Yeah. Just, it's just so, I mean, it's so clear, right? We, we may not like it. We don't like the situation we're in. And only we can make the change. But here's the other thing, too. I think what happens is it's a scary thing to go from working and having a full-time job and a salary and then saying, I'm going to either step into a, something else or into a, a new business or whatever but it doesn't mean we right we have a, a mentor who always says don't leave your job until you you know what 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 this other thing is on the other side mm-hmm. so we don't have to say cut the cord here to do this we can kind of make that transition and um yeah, do you agree with that or did would you are are your clients ones that have already made the choice or they're not sure you're helping them get yeah, over the bridge I have clients in a few different phases. I call it phase zero when you're like, you're in that phase where you're like, I know I want to do something different, but I have no idea what it is. That's <laughs> right. You're right. in that exploratory phase. And so I have clients there. I have clients in, you know, what I call phase one, where you're making that transition. You're trying to get to consistent income so that you can leave your job. And then I have clients that are, you know, further along that have left and we're just trying to build their businesses. So it just depends on your situation. There are some people who don't have a choice in it with, you know, I just had a call with someone earlier who was let go in July because of COVID and Mm -hmm. she started her business. And so, you know, there's, you've got to look at what's happening in your life. Do you have a choice in the matter? Mm -hmm. You know, you may need to work part-time in order to build up that income in your business to get started. Or, you know, if you're already in a job, that's not, I was going to say killing you. I don't want to use the word killing because that's not right. But it's, you know, that's, that's not at that point in your life. That's so stressful that you can't stay there. If you're at that point, like that's a whole nother conversation and you need to figure out how to get out as soon as you can and find something else. But if you're at that point where you're, you know, you, you can stay in your job and it's not um, causing you a lot of stress and pain to be there, then start your business on the side. You know, that's what I did. You know, I went back and got my coaching certification while I was still working full time and started to build my business that way. So there are definitely options and you have to look at, you know, what your financial situation is, what's the right move for you, you know, where are you at currently, if it makes sense for you to stay there, or maybe you need to go get a different temporary job until you can get the business really going. But everybody's situation is, you know, slightly different and you've got to look and see what works best for you. And I think for people that are in, you know, whether it's corporate or just another job, you know, if you've been working your whole life, an entrepreneurial journey, as Marsha will tell you as well, is completely different. It is very different. And having that guidance of someone who has been through it that can tell you, okay, these are the things that you do want to do. And this is what you need to be focused on. And these other things over here are just bright, shiny objects that you just need to ignore. They're not right for you right now. 
And if you focus on those, you're not going to make money quickly. So you need to know what to do when. And I know, I love that. I love that a lot. And it really just ties right into the gift that you have for our listeners. Because you have a guide for them to, so why don't you share that with us and tell us what it is and how it works and 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 it just popped up right there as we were talking (laughs) about it. So if you are someone who is interested in making that transition, or maybe you started the transition and you're just not making enough money yet, you're not getting the consistent income, then go download the Corporate Cash Jumpstart Kit. It is your guide to go from employee to entrepreneur without all the headaches. It's going to give you the first few steps that you need to make sure you're clear on in order to really start the business that you want that's going to land with your ideal clients and is going to get you the money you're looking for. Wow, that's awesome. Clarity. I love clarity. I talk a lot about clarity too, because we can't go anywhere until we're clear on, on where we're going. It's like if we get into a, into the car and we're going to the beach and we don't know where the beach is, how do we know whether which freeway to take or which highway to take or which way to go, right? We can't yeah. have a plan or a path if we don't know where, where we're going. Tammy, thank you so much for being here with me today. This is just so much fun. I, I love talking to you. We always we always go somewhere that we don't need to go, but that's okay because that's how we, um, you know, that's Absolutely. what happens on hump day, right? Hump day happens. Hump we don't know what, where Wednesday is going to take us. Absolutely. So I would thank you again for being here. And thank you, everybody, for listening. This is Hump Day Happens. And go make the rest of your week. Um, go find some clarity. Take today, find clarity. And um, Thursday and Friday, go make that passion happen. Thanks, Tammy. Awesome. Thank you, Marsha. Bye, everybody.